the guide forever. Psalm 48, verse 14 says, For this God, this God, the one I just talked about for 13 verses, is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. He's going to be our guide. And I was thinking, if I had to, electricity went out for a long time or something, I had to have a few things to study so I could get a message from God to you, what I'd like to have. I'd probably want a, a, a strong concordance because I just can't memorize everything. <laughs> I don't remember everything. And a, and a good thesaurus. Like I want to say the same word about four different ways and we can get it. You know, and the Lord don't really use complicated things, does He? A guide. You know what a guide is? I looked it up just in case. They show the way. You you go somewhere, either in in body, we're traveling from point A to point B, or in mind, we're going to guide you through learning English, whatever. They're going to show you the way. They're going to teach you some things. They're going to influence you while you're doing this. And show you what right is. And, and the customs and courtesies and the things. I won't get to my illustration already. But they, they, they take you through that journey. And look after you. And protect you. And are responsible for you. It says this, this God. Our God. Forever and ever. He will be our guide. Even unto death. He will be our guide unto death. That literal translation there for unto is above, over, above death, over death, beyond death, and on top of. On top of death. He's going to guide you to death, and then on top of that, He's going to guide you. God is our guide. This God is our guide unto death. That's for sure, but also beyond. This has no end. No end. I hope that's good news for your heart. The Scriptures say, it's not necessarily the glass is half full, half empty, but if we go put joy in our heart, not bitterness, He says He loved them to the end. And somebody said, there's an end to it. Oh, huh. <laughs> the end of what? The end of eternity. How far is that? Wait. <laughs> and there ain't no end to it. Love without end, huh? This God that is our God forever and ever, He will be our guide to the death of this body and forever. And forever. Turn back just a few pages there to Psalm 32. Psalm 32. Verse 8. Psalm 32 eight says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I'm going to show you a way and you might go that way. And I'm going to show you a way and it would be kind of handy if you went that way. No. I will. The Lord, this God, that's our God, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. The Lord has a lot of eyes, don't He? He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. All-powerful. All-seeing everywhere. 
And not just that this God who is our God, not that He'll keep an eye on us. That's what I try to do. That's what you try to do. <laughs> You've got a cat and you try to keep an eye on a, you know, a bird or whatever, something. I try to keep an eye on my vegetables. Try. And not that He's going to keep His eye on us. More than that, He will guide us with His eye. Instruct us and teach us in the way that we shout go. I ain't going to get off the beaten path. I ain't going to get left behind. You ain't either. You ain't going to fall back and turn around and get lost. And Well, we can't find them. Nope. He's going to guide you with His eye. We are strangers in this world. We live here. We're alive right now in this world, ain't we? This body is. We're strangers here. And, and we're in this world. But we're not of this world. And, and we're on that pilgrimage of repentance from the mind of the flesh to the mind of Christ. From the just the dregs of this world to be in the presence of our Redeemer. How far is that? It's pretty far. He's our guide. His eyes on us. Do that. He guides us with His eye. We're the children of Israel. And just as they, that, that physical nation, they walked through that wilderness... They weren't in Egypt anymore, but guess what? They weren't in Canaan yet neither, was they? We're not of this world anymore. Lord's called us out of it and gave us life, hasn't He? Oh, I'm still here, but I ain't in heaven the Canaan yet. What am I going to do? He's going to guide us with His eye. But they were on a journey from one to another, weren't they? And while God instructs and teaches His people, His eyes guiding them through all of His will and His providence and His purpose. And, and we don't really know what's going on. I know what the Lord has done. I can look back. with I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, and it may be a little worse than that. But I can kind of see some things the Lord's done. And I know who He is. And I know where He is. I don't know what tomorrow holds. The Lord may take me home in 15 minutes. I don't know what He's going to do. He does. That's my comfort. I can't see things clearly. It's dimly. He sees perfectly. He's my sight. And we shout go. He's going to guide us with His eye the way we shout go. Where are we going? Thomas asked these things then. I don't even know the way. How, I don't know where you're going. What are you talking about? I'm glad he asked things because I'd want to ask that. All the way to Him. He's going to guide us all the way to Himself. It says the Father draws Him. That ain't hard, is it? He's got a people. He ain't going to lose none of them. He's going to do the hedging about in the garden and every book you can think of, He shows us and pull us all the way. And you ain't going. You shout go. You ain't getting away. You're His. And and it, it, that may be rough at times. We may get jank, uh, jerked along, you know. And we thank Him for it. That's good. That's right, isn't it? It's right. <coughs> We're passing through this barren desert, this world, and we must pass through it. We have to. And we need guidance. And it's so bare, this life, we can't find our way around by looking around. If you look to this world, you're just going to find more confusion. And if you're in a flat... If you, I've been in sandy desert. I used to teach land navigation for the reconnaissance school in the United States Army. I taught people how to do terrain association, uh, intersection and resection, all them old things people in the Marines might forget later on. But uh, I, I taught those things, and I knew them. I mean, I could still recite them and take me out to a bunch of sand dunes. <laughs> you better have a compass. 
Can't tell nothing. Can't tell up from down, can you? It's a desert. That's this world. It's dust. And it ain't going to change. I heard a fellow say one time back in the 80s, he said, you want to end world hunger? Take all them fu- uh, those, uh, those trucks are taking the food to the people. He said, take them empty and bring the people back where the food is. <laughs> and he said, because there's desert. And I went out in my yard. I looked. And I said, it's decomposed granite and sand. I could pick it up. Nothing grows there. That's this world. That's, I'm, I'm literally in a desert, but that's the, this whole globe that we live on. And, and you, I can go out in my driveway and pick it up and look, and you can't grow nothing in that. What's that going to be in a hundred years? Decomposed granite and dust. That ain't changing, is it? He guides us through this barren, forsaken land. But God is with His children in this world. Turn over John 17. I may get a little ahead of Wednesday, but we'll remember when we get there Wednesday. John 17. Here in verse 9, in the Lord's high priestly prayer, speaking of those disciples and, and us too. John 17, 9, He said, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which Thou hast given Me, for they are Thine. Verse 14, I have given them Thy word, and the world's hated them, because they're not of the world. Even, same same way, as I'm not of the world. That's unpleasant at times, isn't it? You have people hate you because of the gospel? You have affliction because of His work? Why would you say such a thing, Kevin? Well, I didn't say it. The Lord said it. <laughs> it's His word. They get mad at me, that's fine. It's an unpleasant journey at times, but we're going to have to complete it. Look at verse 15. Lord Jesus Christ speaks to the Father. He said, I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world. They need to be here. This is hard. Uh huh. There's resistance. Yeah. He's guiding us, remember? He's playing the trip, <laughs> He knows the route. I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world, but that thou shouldst keep them from the evil. Keep them. You ever pray to be kept? Oh, keep me. Keep. He prayed for me. He prayed for you. He said, Peter, I prayed that your faith fail not. You can substitute Christ in that. I prayed that your Christ fail not. Well, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> your faith's my faith. I prayed for it. It ain't going nowhere, is it? Now, it's going it's to be some rough times. Keep us from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. We're here, but look here at verse 24. John seventeen twenty four, Father, I will that they also, whom Thou hast given Me, be with Me where I am. That's the end of the guidance. That's unto death. That's above death. We're going to be where He is. That's in time, isn't it? I hope I'm a grandparent someday. I do. Not tomorrow. It ain't time yet. <laughs> it ain't time yet. But in time. But also with that, and bifocal and trifocal and quadfocal, like we're saying, right? I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am. Here's a simple statement. If he is with me, that means I'm with him. And if he's in me, I'm in him. 
we're joined. Now I'm here, and He's with us. And I don't understand it. It's so. He's on His throne. He's in glory right now, and we're with Him. We'll get there and say, we've been here the whole time. We'll understand what unity is. <laughs> that word means something in a dictionary somewhere right now. Oh, we'll get it. Now we get it. We're with Him. With him. He was with Israel in the wilderness, wasn't He? That's what there in Acts 7 talks about Moses. And he said to the children of Israel, he said, A prophet, the Lord your God, raise up to your brethren like unto me. He's going to tell you things. Him ye shall hear. When he speaks, you're going to hear him. And he said, This is he, that prophet, the Lord's going to raise up, Christ, that was in the church in the wilderness. That's talking about Moses and them walking through the wilderness. He said, That was the same one he's going to raise up. He was already in them back in the wilderness. In them. With them. That was the Lord Jesus Christ. It's His church that was in that wilderness, just as we're His church in this wilderness. And He did not leave them, but He led them through the wilderness, didn't He? He ain't left us. He's leading us, isn't He? Through the wilderness and out of it. He was in them. He guided them all the way into Canaan for 40 years. They were not left alone, but their steps were ordered. His aisle guided them. Our text says that for this God, who is our God forever and ever, He will be our God even unto death. Christ is our God. And to guide someone, you got to go before them. you got to go in front of them, don't you? He didn't say, uh, go see what's around that corner. He says, come, follow me. Come, come. And in Hebrews 6, he said, He's the forerunner. He's the forerunner and has entered in for us, Jesus. And He's made a high priest. He went into that holy of holies for us as our high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And it says high priest forever. That ain't going to change. God, our refuge, our forerunner. He's already entered into that holy of holies. And our text says forever and ever. Interceding for us forever and ever. He must go before why must He go before? He must be the God. I can't make that journey. Mankind can't make that journey. He's the way. The way. Because He's the only one that can tread that voyage. People, my family, my family, I never said it. They blazed trails. If you went through the woods, real deep forest, and you cut a trail through there, you are blazing a trail. I can't blaze that trail. He's the only one that can. And I thought of Ephesians 4. Who's ascended into the hill? In the Psalms, Paul answers us. In Ephesians 4.10, He that descended, He's the only one ever descended. He come from heaven. Is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that He might fill all things. That's Him. He went before us. He conquered the grave before us. He did everything for us before us. He's already did it. And He's there. God is our God forever and He's our guide. I had a guide one time. Me and you had a guide back in December. We went to Australia. And my friend and my brother Angus took us around Sydney. And I followed him. He was my guide. We understand this, right? He knew where he was. I didn't know where I was. I was like, well, that's water and that's a hill and that's an opera house. and I mean, you know, there's a little bit I could tell. I'm not a complete fool. I can find a bathroom sometimes, but... He knew everything where everything was. He knew how everything worked. 
He explained things to me that I didn't. I never seen. I don't know how that works. Do I have to put something in this thing for this gate to open? He said, here, let me show you how it works. He taught me how to do things. And he instructed on, in me where to go and how to act. This, this is our custom. This is how we do things. And he showed me. And you know what? It was free. Do we pay anything? <laughs> free. Why? He loved us. He loved us. And he took us around. He was our God. Kimberly couldn't see Angus while we was walking. Do you know what she looked for? My big ears. I stick up higher than most people. And in the military, we'd all come out and we'd redeploy. And everybody's dressed. And normally, you do dress right dress. And I was on towards the end, towards the front. And uh, But she just looked for my ears sticking out underneath that cap. And she knew that was me. Why would she follow me? I'm following him. What would my pastor tell you? Follow the man that's following Christ, right? What would I tell somebody else? If your pastor's following Christ, follow that man. If you ain't worthy to follow, pick you another one and follow him. But you find somebody that's following Christ. If you can't trust that one, find find one God's knit your heart to that you do trust and move to him and help him and look for his big ears. Maybe he's got, I don't know, red hair. <laughs> Maybe he's got some different distinguishing feature that you can cling to, but go to that one. Whole time we was there, we was being guided. I had no reason to panic, did I? Why? He loved me. Is he gonna take me on the rough side of town, and get me kidnapped? No, he cares for me. That's my family. He's my older brother, isn't he? What did I do? Just relax, take in the scenery, look at what God created. That's a fancy bay. Isn't it? Lord made that bay. How deep? How deep is it? Oh, that's wonderful. Lord made that. So big ships could come in. Just appreciate it. Just walk around. I knew that that evening I was going to be at Angus's house. And so we walked around and we ate food and enjoyed it. We took some pictures of Sydney. And we, and we took the time and enjoyed it. What time I followed my guide. That's kind of a long illustration. We're here. The Lord's guiding us. It's in His hand. Eat you some fish and chips to take a picture. <laughs> if you see a pretty mountain, there's a ah, hummingbirds. I love hummingbirds. They're out in full force right now. Lord knows them, and I want to look at them. Eat your ham sandwich. It's fine. Turn over to Exodus 13. This ain't nothing new. There's, there's no, our God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's no Old Testament God, New Testament God. And if you think so, you better be, be quiet. Find you a guide and get underneath them and wait six months or six years or something, and the Lord may teach you something. Here in Exodus 13. Exodus 13, verse 17. It says, And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them. That guided them, didn't He? Not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. Well, Lord, we can get there if we just go straight over that way. And You took us that way. He took them the long way, not the shortcut. Who was leading? God led them. Who was their God? God was their God. For God said, Lest peradventure the people repent when they see the war. They, they, their hearts turn, they get scared, and they run. And they return to Egypt. They'd be led into temptation, wouldn't they? If they took the easy route, what we think's good, the way that seems right to us, is temptation. What our Lord, He taught us to pray. And lead us. What's that mean? 
guide us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That way over there, it's near. It's a shortcut. It's easier terrain to walk. There's more shade that way. And the Lord said, no. He knows what's best. Father knows best. There used to be a TV show, and that's a good thing. It ought to be now. Father, well, and then, well, fathers ought to know best. And as goes the pulpit, so goes view. Father knows best. Our Heavenly Father knows best. And I think, boy, it would be awful easier if He did it this way. It don't matter what I think. He's right. Verse 18. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up, harnessed out of the land of Egypt. Verse 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and by night, night and day. I love to hear my friend sing Psalm 121. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He's going to plant your feet. They're going to go. You shout to go. <laughs> he that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Night and day. I sleep. You sleep? I get tired. He don't. That's our God. That's who's God. This God? That's our God. He's our God. Look at verse 22, Exodus 13, 22. He took not away the pillar of of a cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. He was leading and guiding them. And he had they had never been in the wilderness. We had never been in the wilderness, have we? And we don't know the way. But we have the comfort and we have the assurance that our capital G guide does. It's his wilderness. And we follow him. We follow him. Turn over to Hebrews 11. This will be good too. Hebrews 11, verse 8. Hebrews 11, 8 says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out to a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. The Lord said, come on. And he went. He, what's the word in, in your Bible? Obeyed. Why? By faith. Faith and obedience go hand in hand. You can't if you believe, you obey. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise. He followed the guide where he had never been before. As a strange as in a strange country. He was dwelling in tabernacles. That's what we do here. Tents. A temporary home. Uh, my home up there on Lost Valley might as well be a motel room. Like I mean, I'm I got to keep the grass, make sure the well runs, or whatever. You know, I got to keep the place up. That's the Lord's house. I'm just passing through. I just happen to be here with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For because of this faith given to him, to look to Christ the God, for he looked. The verb. That's what you do while you wait. Wait on the Lord. You look to Him. <laughs> He looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. How long did he look? To the end. All the way till he died. Till he's in that city. And then he walked around the city and said, This is beautiful. You did wonderful. I'm going to praise him. Job followed a guy, didn't he? Well, he had a rough go. 
That was a hard time. Didn't he? Trials that that man had. He said, Behold, I go forward, but he's not there, and backward, but I can't perceive him on the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. You ever felt that way? Where is he? The Lord's hid his face from me. I just I can't see. I pick up the text, and I read, and I say, Lord, I need a message for these people. You know that. You sent me here. I got, that's just nothing. Nothing. And I, well, let me look over here. Let me look over there. And are you cling on forever? We get scared, don't we? And Job said, but he knoweth the way I take. Job said, I don't know the way I'm taking. But I know the one that does know. But he knoweth the way I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. I know what's going on. But the trying, that fire is still hot, ain't it? It's still hard. Sometimes we seek the Lord, can't find Him. We get frazzled and we get nervous. But our confidence is in the Lord that knows the way and that He guides us. That's our confidence. Turn over to Isaiah 30. Isaiah 30, look at verse 20. Just like Job, many times our trials are Heavy and hard and rough. But the Lord's bringing us through that. He didn't bring us the shortcut that would harm us. He brought us the way that's right. It glorifies Him, it's for our good. Isaiah 30, verse 20. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction. That seems like what we're consuming sometimes. That's all it goes into me, just affliction and adversity. Yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner any more, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers, see your God, and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, what, t- what time your ears are going to hear, and you're eating the bread of adversity, and you're drinking the water of affliction, and you hear a voice behind us, which you can't really see, it says, this is the way. Walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand, that's what he's telling them. When you turn to the left hand, that's what he's telling them. Right now, turn right. Turn left. This is the way. Walk in it. That's the way you shout go. Is that right? That's what the other scripture said, wasn't it? He's our God. How are we going to learn about a God? How's somebody going to learn about a God? How's somebody going to learn about this God that is our God? I thought that Ethiopian eunuch. That man traveled. 2,000 miles to get a word from God, to be blessed by God, to, to have some comfort for his soul, to be, hear about salvation, didn't he? And he got all the way up to that big religious city where all them big religious people and all them big religious colleges and all them churchy folks was, and he sat there all week and he got nothing. He showed up with the same thing, or he left the same thing, showed up with misery. No comfort, none. He left just as empty as he arrived. And he was looking for a way. But that's what religion has, just a way or that way or in some other way, isn't it? And that, that's not the way. That's not the way. He was going to make it on his own. He had his own discernment. And so he sat down with the Scriptures and he read Isaiah 53. And he, in he, Ethiopian, in that Ethiopian Bible, he read that and he knew what that word said. And he knew what that word meant. Because he could read. And he read it and he read it out loud. He could say it out loud. And he didn't understand. How's he going to know the God? How? Then Philip was sent, wasn't he? 
Lord said, get down there, Philip. And he ran. He didn't lollygag. He didn't talk about going down there. He went down there. Philip ran up next to him. And he said, understandest thou what thou readest? He had said, do you know what you're reading? Can you pronounce the words correctly? Can you spell them right? No. Kid can do that. He said, do you understand what you're reading? What did he say? Acts 8.31 And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Philip said, Scoot over. I'll tell you what it means. I'm gonna give you, you got the knowledge. You can read. I'm going to give you the understanding. He was sent to give knowledge and understanding. Wasn't he? Well, I understand a lot. No, he didn't. He was humbled. And he said, Teach me. <laughs> tell me what this means. And Philip guided the eunuch. And you know where Philip guided the eunuch? He was following the, Philip was following the guide, the capital G guide, and, and he was just next in line, just following the leader, wasn't he? Where did Philip take him? Philip opened his mouth and began at the same Scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Preached the Lord to him. The guide sent a guide. And Philip needed Christ to guide him just as much and no different than that eunuch needed him to guide him. And he was just a, a, a mercy beggar telling him another beggar where he found bread. He said, come on. Paul wrote to Corinth. He said, be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. I said that in Genesis 32. Look, there's corn in Egypt. I'm going. <laughs> How about you? Are you going to go? There's corn there. We're going to go to Joseph and get corn and live. I'm going. I recommend you come with me. It'd be nice if you did. Paul wrote to Thessalonica and he said, Knowing, brethren beloved, your election of God, I know you, child's children of God. I know it. You speak the language I speak. He said, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sakes, and you became followers of us and of the Lord, because that's who we're following. <laughs> if we're always walking at one point out there in the parking lot, we're going to converge, ain't we? We converge here every Wednesday and twice on Sunday. Those following Him do. He said, having received the Word with much affliction. It was, we stubbed our toes a lot on this walk, didn't we? And we got some bumps and bruises with the joy of the Holy Ghost. But it's good. Our God, the trip He's brought us on is a good trip, isn't it? We look before in John 16. It says, Howbeit when the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. How is it that anybody knows the truth? That's how we know Christ is the way, isn't it? Through the preaching of the gospel, the Holy Ghost proclaims him in the heart. And what does he say? Just like in Isaiah 30, Christ is the way. Walk in him. Walk in Him. How can I walk in Him? What did He say? He goes, these are my people. I will walk in them. Seek me with all your, with your face, with all your heart. And David said, what? You say seek and seek me. And he says, I'll seek you. <laughs> so on your word, I'll do it. Because you're my God. We have to wait for His children to be spoken to for the very first time. He has a people out there still because we're still on this earth. And i got to wait. You gotta wait. I was gonna save the people. It may be here, it may be the next county over, it may be across the border right there, it may have one down that way. I don't know where they are. We just gotta wait till he speaks the word. 
And we have to wait on a word from the God every day from our Lord. And He will be our God above death. Isaiah 42.16 says, I will bring the blind by a way they knew not. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. And these things will I do unto them and not forsake them. He told Peter, he said, rise, kill, and eat, Peter. He said, I, I never eat nothing like that. He said, don't you dare call something unclean I call clean. And then a day or so later, Peter, Peter figured out he was talking about Gentiles, us Gentiles, not what kind of meat he was eating. None of us understand what the Lord's doing on a daily basis, but the Spirit shows us things to come. I know the end state. I know the death of this body is going to come, and I'm going to be made like my Savior. But that bread of adversity and that water of affliction, I don't know what that's going to be tomorrow. Many times we don't know, but we prepare and we look to Him the best we can. If you're going on a rut march, you're going on a big hike, if the guide that you have puts on his shoes, put on your shoes. If the guide you have puts on the rucksack, puts on the backpack, I'm going to pick my backpack up. If they top off their water bottle, I better top off my water bottle. Got a little bit. I think he's about to start walking. What about you? We're grown up, ain't we? People here, you've got an umbrella. Why would you pack an umbrella? Uh, it's gonna rain. See big thunder clouds coming, don't we? The Lord said that. He said you could see a cloud rise out of the west straight away, and you say the shower cometh, rain's coming. And he said, and so it is. And you say the south wind blow, and you will say there will be heat. Saying Anna's are coming, it's gonna get hot. And he said, and it cometh to pass. He said, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that you cannot discern this time? Don't you see? Can't we see what the Lord's doing? David was so distraught over his son being ill. And when his servants, they were so nervous to tell him. They come to him and said, your son's dead. He got up. He cleaned his face. He put on the best clothes he had and he went and worshipped God. And they said, they're scared dead. What are you doing? He said, well, he said, while the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept for I said, who can tell whether God be gracious to me that the child may live? Should he have not prayed and fasted and wept? Of course he should have. That's waiting, isn't it? That's the birth walking. Paul said, while Paul waited on the Lord, he was running a race. <laughs> he said, but now he's dead. Wherefore should I fast? I was prepared for that. And that's not what the Lord had. Okay, well, we'll move this way. I'll go that way. There's a problem I think the Lord's solving in another place right now. And I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said, I know. I've, I've walked this. I've been guided down this path long enough. I don't know really what I was going on. I don't know what's coming. But I've seen it behind us enough. And the Lord's going to fix this, and it will not be in a way we think it's going to be. Like we daydream and daydream and daydream. Well, if the Lord just do this, if the Lord would just do that, if He'd bring this in here, He'd push that away. If the Lord would do this, everything would be fine. How He's going to do it is not how I think it's going to be. And you know what happened? It looks like something's coming up. That's, I, I, hadn't even, like I knew that it wouldn't be something I'd expected. And I was like, this is even better. <laughs> this is amazing. I'd have never come up with that. I like my God. Do you? I wish I could quit trying to tell him which way to turn and just 
look at the scenery and eat fish and chips and take pictures <laughs> and, 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 and be grateful for hummingbirds and sunny days and be thankful for the rain and, and be thankful for the pain. He sent that too and the blisters and the hot spots would get on our feet. God gave them to us. It's good. I don't know what He's going to do yet, but it's good. We'll see Him in it. I want to be thankful for Him. And then I can't get over it. Psalm 47. Oh, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Hearts clap. When you see Him and you hear Him. And he's triumphant. The journey's done. But like look last hour, He's establishing. Is it finished? It's finished. Is He establishing? Yep. Because He's got children to call out. And I want to be used. Maybe that last one, maybe, maybe I could do something. Lord, use me some way. And He calls that last one. And they see Him. We got to go home. All of us together. We just hold it. It's sing. And then all that whole song, it'll rhyme when we sing. <laughs> it'll sound real good. All right.